My name is Thomas J. Bepko, and I've been in the mortgage and real estate industry for over 17 years. I've hit rock bottom and been able to come back with a vengeance through gratitude, consistency, and resilience. Through the same principles, I've been able to grow my teams, scale my businesses, and mentor others to do the same. It's going to be about Thomas Bethko's story, about my story. Certain things that drive people, and, and I believe that there's a rare breed out there, and some of them don't even know that they have. 16th year in the business, I started taking social media seriously. Immediately, I saw the results. You have to help people. You have to do the right thing a day at a time. Through my experience, I can help a lot of people. A lot of people can relate to the things that I've been through. We want to take you and push you to that limit to get you to where you want to be. And all I knew how to do was work. I knew how to work hard. I just didn't stop no matter what life threw at me. What's up, everybody? I've got Arjun Dingra here on the Thomas Bepko podcast. Look, he is a leader in the mortgage business, a leader on social. He's a martial artist. I mean, this guy. And we've only we've met once, and now we're social media friends. And he booked a we got a 30-minute sesh. So what's up? What's up, brother? Thanks for having me on, man. Dude, that's a big, that's a big hype, uh, a big hype intro. So I don't know, man. If, if, when I was single, I should have been hanging out with you. You could have hyped me up. Dude, I that's the message now because we're again, we do on social. For me, the new thing we've been doing is just asking me questions because I can engage different in the conversation the conversation style, right? It's for sure. I don't, dude, I I don't like doing videos. Right. I'm more of, I like, I'm a phone guy. I learned that in the mortgage business, you know, and yeah, I don't, you know, I'd rather do stuff like this and I'm really excited, man. I'm, I'm fascinated. You guys are killing it. You know, thank you, man. I was, uh, so what, how long have you been in the mortgage business? You're in San Francisco, right? Yeah. So I got in the industry about 20 years ago yep. and, uh, in Reno and Neil and I got started pretty much right around the same time, like within months of each other. Okay. And, uh, he, he quickly evolved into kind of our leader in terms of, you know, the guy who knew operations and just, he just gets it. He's, he's the a very, systems. yeah, he's a systems and an operations guy. And I was kind of the, the sales guy and we had one other partner, but we got, we got started in the business, you know, like I said, 20 years ago, all three of us, and then hired a sales team. We had telemarketers hitting the phones. I mean, it was, it was crazy. It was during the heyday. And then the market correction happened. Our partner uh, went on to do some other things. Uh, in commercial banking and and commercial real estate, so he you know he moved on, but Neil and I kind of stuck it out and waited to see what the regulatory environment was going to be like. Yep. You know, we ch- we went from being a banker, you know, and then the market crashing in 0809 and then we moved to being a broker, and then Good we moved to, then we moved to being uh, a uh, with an actual large bank. Um, an institutional bank that was out of the Midwest. Yeah. So we were with them for a while and then we moved back into brokerage and then we moved back into, you know, into mortgage banking. And, um, and that's where we've been now, but we've been, it's been kind of a wild journey and yeah, man, I mean, we're still on the, we're still on the roller coaster. You know, it's, and I, dude, I appreciate that. So I start, I told you, I started my career in San Francisco. I remember you told me when we met. Yeah. 2003, I lived in, post Taylor. And I walked to, you know, we had 160 Sansom was, was an address. We had the, you know, up above Tiffany in San Francisco, we were on the top floor there. I had no idea. I was super lucky. It was who I knew. I got in the mortgage business in San Francisco and day one, I've been here ever since, you know, 18 years ago. And And I was talking about that today. Like the more I learned a, a lot in the mortgage business. I mean, I learned a lot and yeah, 
super, you know, my hat's off every day. That's why, again, what it's attracting me, you know, the, the veteran mortgage guys, I love, like, I love the culture and the, just what that vibe is. It's a, being a loan officer, being in the mortgage business, it's a different business, right? I'm a real totally. estate broker and I became, yeah. better, I became a better loan officer, you know? Yep. yep. And there's a lot of synergies there, you know, and you, you, dude, you kill it on social, right? Like I'm learning from you guys every day. I love it. You know, you guys attracted me to that event. Um, you know, the event was great. You know, the more, the private event, more of a private event, smaller. Um, and I learned a lot from you guys and now we're, we're connected and I'm super pumped. I hope yeah, we no, can do something. I want to do something, you know, it's, a, it's definitely social definitely makes it a small world, but yeah, it was a great event. And that was all Neil, you know, that was Neil's event. He put it on and he, he did it with the idea, you know, to just, to take his quote, he said, I wanted it to be custom, not corporate. And I think he packed it with the right amount of key power players. Yeah. I mean, huge hitters. Yeah. And then it was intimate, but yeah, he, you know, hats off to him. It was a solid event. Like everyone is still buzzing about it. It's been months later, but people are still talking about it. So that was great. But yeah, we got to meet a lot of people and yeah. you and I crossed paths and we started talking and we hit it off. You know, we talked about the East coast, West coast thing and that you, where you had started your career here. And then you know, learn that you also do martial arts or that you got, you know, a oh, fascination with it. That's, and, I, yeah, man. that's next, man. How, so talk about your martial art career, if you don't mind. Like, yeah, I, no, I got, I got involved. I got involved in Taekwondo when I was eight years old. Cause I got bullied and, you know, I'd watch the karate kid, the original okay. karate kid. And I was, um, we were just, you know, I was just, I was, uh, I was super, super hyped about getting into something. Yep. And my mom just, you know, looked through the yellow pages and found the YMCA and she didn't know what it was. And she just took me there and that was it. I got started. And Neil actually did it too for a long, long time. Neil did it all the way up until I think through middle school. Okay. He got started really young, like around five, six years old. He got started in Taekwondo. And so I've stuck with it. And then, you know, in 2007, um, I decided that I wanted to compete on the international level. Uh, and give it a go and represent the country and uh, tried out. I made it and I had a real, you know, very fortunate, but well-timed breakthrough in 2007 in the world championships. And then I just got addicted to that, that international competition culture yeah. and the the thrill of building up to it, you know, in the off years and the off season, and then got involved in coaching. And so I competed in a few more world championships. Then I retired in 2014 in Italy. Those world championships were in Rome and then I've been the co-head coach for Team USA, me and another partner who's up in Alaska. We've been uh, the head coaches for the team for the, every world championship since. And we've got another one coming up in Amsterdam this next summer, uh, upcoming summer 2022. So it's fun, man. But there's a lot of parallels between, and people see this in my in my content that I put out. There's a lot of parallels between being a coach and being an advisor. I wear the, the same hats kind of interchangeably. You know, being an advisor is essentially a, you know, is, is no different than being a coach because at the end of the day, it's about getting somebody from here to here, from renter to owner, from saver to investor, from, you know, athlete to champ. And so that journey is what I'm already kind of fixated on. And those, you know, I, those neural pathways are always like firing up for me and I want to pass those on to other people. So I get very fascinated in helping people along in the journey and the process of it, because that's what gets, you know, that's what fuels me and uh, on a personal level, but also on a, on a fulfilling level to be able to help other people do it. You know, for me too, it's like, I've got, 
I have bad performance anxiety, right? And martial arts, from my experience, and even mortgage, you know, it's there are a lot of parallels in that for me. Like you hearing you talk about competing and, you know, it's just, it's good. I can feel it, you know, but it boils my blood. And I, I felt that actually when we met, you know, and yeah, the, the mindset with that, it, 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 it runs parallel with mortgage and, and even in your career or advising someone down the path to homeownership or advising someone how to invest in multifamily. Um, you know, we wear, wear a lot of hats and I don't think I could do any. Somebody asked me yesterday, like, how do you do it all? You know, how do you do it all? You know, one of, one of the tips is, you know, mindset, and martial arts, you know, and gratitude mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it kind of anchors you. I think everyone that does traditional martial arts, there's a lot of different martial arts that have become very commercialized now. And they're a bit more, you know, they're popular, they're mainstream, but they're not truly martial arts. They're just very high intense combat. Yes. Uh, you call them arts if you want, but they're more combat arts. Martial no arts sport arts. Just, yeah, no, not a sport art, more of a combat art, right? Right. And, you know, I mean, the martial arts themselves are very tradition, traditional and they're rooted in a lot of culture and history. Yeah. And they're not necessarily about the violence. It's actually, you know, martial arts, the original, if you look at all the original forms, whether the karate, kempo, aikido, taekwondo, these were all arts of peace. They were to promote better human beings and they were to empower the weaponless man, the man who just had two hands and two feet to be able to fight back against an army or to be able to fight back against oppressors, but keep the peace ultimately, and be a good human being. And so that very much aligns with me. It's also very much a part of my business culture. But I have always felt increasingly over the years, more and more loyal to that traditional, you know, culture of the art. And like you said, to your point, which I really love that you said that it anchors us, it helps center us in the chaos of everything else, having this meditative, introspective art that we do, or that we come come back to almost like a religion, Yes. It helps anchor you. It gives you a good sense of community. It gives you a good sense of belonging and a good identity at the end of the day, which is what we're all in search of. Absolutely. And it's, it's a good, it's just good, man. It's great for me. It sounds like it's great for you. That's awesome. man. I love that you do it too. Uh, it's I've, if anybody was, you know, people ask every day, like, what are you doing? Like any, any martial, any traditional martial art, I believe, you know, my kids have tried a couple I have an eight year old and I've got yeah. a two year old now. Do your kids, have you introduced your you have a daughter. My daughter's right? two and a half. A so half. she know she sees me doing stuff. Not yet. Calls it's it early. exercise. It's early. She yeah. calls it exercise. She doesn't know, you know, what understand all the kicking and punching yet. But she'll. I mean, without she doesn't have a choice in the matter. She's gonna be doing it. <laughs> That's what I said. It's the one thing I'm gonna force. Anything yeah. else, just for the anti-bullying. You know, no, yeah, and you know what? I'll be honest with you. That is a big, big part, and I'm glad you bring that up because that's something I'm really passionate about. Is the anti-bullying? Yes. I mean, I got started in martial arts because of bullying, and I sit on a, I sit on a couple of boards and am involved in some kind of local uh, philanthropies that promote yes. anti-bullying and promote awareness. And I'm, I'm a big, so real, big, rude. Very big advocate of that because bullying, especially now with the element of the online space, is so intense and you can't even begin to fathom that amount of stress and sadly pain that gets inflicted on kids that's different from when you and I grew up, right? Like when we grew up, we went to school. If you got bullied at the at the playground or at school or at the bus at the bus stop, when you went home, it went away because then you were safe. 
And there was no internet. There was no place to where the bullying would ensue and continue and stay with you through the night. So it was for maybe those six hours of the day that you were at school or a few hours of them. But then it cut off and you learned to deal with it because you had support at home. Hopefully you did. And then you could go back and fight. And then you you could go back and fight it. But now kids, they, they live it there. And then it actually intensifies in those other hours. And the amount of stress that it's creating, it absolutely breaks my heart because I was in those shoes and I knew what it felt like. And I, it's never lost on me. So we, you know, and the kids that I teach and coach, I tell them also, look, your job, your increased responsibility, I should say, it's not a job, but the responsibility that's on you and it increases over time is to also stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves because you're in position to do it. Absolutely. So I said, if I ever hear that you are not stopping someone from being bullied and you were in position to do something, then you're just as much at fault as that bully is because you didn't Absolutely. do anything. So I'm very, uh, very passionate about that. But yeah, I'm glad you brought up bullying, man, because, you know, and the same for your kids. It's a big deal. Yeah. And it's serious. It's real, you know, and it can have such a bad effect. I mean, I was bullied too. Same story as me. I mean, I, you know, I didn't get up. Not everybody liked me. I, for some reason, I, people picked on me and I always went to the left when people were going right. You know, I kind of stayed in my lane and people where I grew up, same thing. It's it. I took it home. Right. But then you come back and it's still there. And like, you either face it or you fear it. And you don't want to put a kid through that. Like, you know, could should I do it? And especially if it just takes one to stand up for yourself once, they're not going to, you know, half the time we teach the kids too. you just stand up for yourself at the moment and kind of just increase your voice a little bit and, and let them know that you are the authority that and do never do that again. A lot of times that works, you mm-hmm. know, um, yeah. you don't ever want, you know, you don't teach the kids to strike or hurt anybody, you know, and they just got to get away and get help safe. That's right. You know? That's right. Get the um, safety. So, let me so social social media. Well, let's just hit on it with the yeah. last topic. You know, I know we got to go, and I, I appreciate. It. I didn't mean to hit you with this, but let's just put out the. Oh, content. good man, why not? I know. I love, dude. I'm in. You know, I can't wait. I'm gonna come out to San Fran soon. I'll be in the West Coast soon to see you. Guys. Yeah, you let me know, brother. I will we'll definitely I, meet up, man. I'd love that. I um. So social media, mm-hmm. right? Like, when did you when did you start taking it serious? Uh, it, it would have been about three years ago. So it was right around the time. And actually, I kneeled to really thank for this because I always had a social presence, but it was really for personal use and also for my martial arts stuff because it kept me connected to all the guys that I compete with in the other countries and it makes the world smaller, right? And then you also keep in touch with your college buddies. And, you know, when you're single, it's how you, how you, you know, you're trying to ch- check out girls and interface with them too. So yeah. I, that's what social media was for me. And Instagram, I wasn't really doing anything, but it was more of a personal kind of a blog, more of my my you know love for my sports teams you know like the cowboys and the braves and the bulls that that's what i would post stuff about but okay but then you know about three years ago uh neil was really starting to get heavy into it and he was a guy that was completely anti-social he may not admit this now but neil hated he thought social media was stupid he thought it was a waste of time he thought how that he thought that's how people pissed their day away at work (laughs) was being on social like you know they were on and 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 he's he's right that's how a lot of people actually you know, use the platform. It's not really, it's kind of more of a time suck and it's a distraction. They weren't actually using it with any purpose or intent. So he started getting into it and he was seeing some instant results. And Neil's always been that guy that's been the smartest guy that no one's ever heard of. So he just changed that. And basically now everyone knows that he's one of the smartest guys there is because he's actually talking about it and he's out there and he's putting out stuff. So that was kind of inspiring. My sister was doing it too. And I thought, you know, let me go this angle as well and start creating content and being on there. And I also talked to some 
digital marketers that were here in San Francisco because this is a tech forward market. You're in the, you're in the hub, dude. Yeah, I'm in it's the like, hub. So people exactly. don't know San Fran, the city. The city That's right. right. People don't get it's the city. Over here, the city's been at us, but in Cali, it's the city's the city. The city's the city, exactly, man. And this is where people, you know, are doing more things that are forward thinking and they're leveraging technology and yeah. being in the space. But I recognized that there weren't a lot of lenders doing what I was doing. I saw some realtors doing it and I didn't see them doing it really all that impressively, except for a few. And that's still the case, to be honest with you. But I thought, okay, here's an opportunity because everybody here in my market likes big banks. Everybody here in my market has what I call big bank syndrome. The agents like to affiliate with the big bank because it somehow props up their brand. They like the prestige of this big, huge brick and mortar that people can walk into. And I'm like, okay, look, how am I going to compete with that? And where I can compete is I can be better known and provide more value. I don't have to compete with them on price or rate because that's not where you ever want to compete with anybody. You don't want to compete in a race to the bottom. Like I'm cheaper. No, they're cheaper. Look, the bank can do that anytime they want. They can cut the rates. They can offer preferred rates for their bank, banking clients or people who invest with them, whatever. But what I can do is two things. Uh, I can provide way more value because I can talk about stuff because I know banks are handcuffed in what they can actually educate people or steer them towards all they are allowed to do is just kind of advise people of here are the options and explain them but they can't actually give their two cents and most of the people that i compete against are renters they've never bought real estate themselves so i'm thinking like why would somebody want to go with them so let me tell this story let me come out ahead of this and i can actually have a brand online they're not allowed to even brand themselves yeah. they can't even have a social presence so difficult so, so many layers Exactly. They're just like they're handcuffed. And they're, you know, let's be honest, they just get fed business at work anyways. Whereas guys like you and I, we have to, we have to hunt to eat. So I need to make something happen. So recognizing that I'd been, you know, a little bit commoditized and that I just wasn't well known in my space. I was well known on a personal level because I have a big network and I would do a lot of hand-to-hand networking, you know, like in-person networking. I was involved in I think that I think there's still an element of that that people need. The original social network. Totally. Yeah. You just get together with people at lunch or be part of these groups. So that's fine. But then, you know, I said, okay, if I do this, I can get out ahead. So I started doing it very consistently for a year, not really expecting anything in return. And then in the second year, I really started seeing that it was creating opportunities for me. It was opening doors for me. It was getting me in the conversation. People were like, oh, I've heard of you. I'm like, and okay, we're already on a different, we're already on different footing by the fact that you know who I am and I'm not just coming to you cold now. And that creates momentum. It also helped me really, more importantly, build credibility with clients and prospects. Like people would find me on social, I would interface with them, and then they would see that I'm putting out informative educational content that's different, that's getting people thinking differently, that's getting people to view things differently, that's making them feel like they have a chance, like they can actually win in this market. So that's that's where I started making that connection. And it's been a journey, but it's now a huge part of my business to the point where it's a pillar. I don't consider it as just something that's like, oh, this thing that I try and make some time for. Like, no, this is like, this is a part of my actual marketing process. Yeah, it's part (laughs) of my job. Like you've got your prospecting, I've got my, you know, and your actual deal making that you need to do and getting things done operationally. And then there's, there's the social marketing, which is, uh, which is there's top of funnel where there's a lot of people who are interested in being able to get them to engage. Right. And, and being able to take them through, you advise them through the path to home ownership, right? You start mm-hmm. and you're starting way up top sometimes as a renter who really doesn't have the experience. They've never purchased before San Francisco market. I mean, I've been, been there, I've done business there. It's the most, still, yes. I think it's more expensive than New York. I know it well, and it's, it's for the most competitive, right? You hit it, it right is. in the head, you know, it is. Yeah. It's one of the most competitive. So you got to find ways to inch out 
Um, and, and social yeah, did that. And so, but social, social does it. It's still doing it. Does you know, it. like I went through, I did a collaboration yesterday with an agent at a beautiful listing. It was a historic listing that she sold. Her biggest one it was $11 million house that somebody from Seattle bought as a second home, which is just crazy to think wow. that's their second home, man. Oh, and they, right. <laughs> like, so this agent oh, and I, she does a lot of, she does a lot of content creation too. And she uses the same videographer that I do. So we did a quick collab and I had her give me a virtual tour of this house and we talked about it and, and then an agent friend of hers that's from another company met us there. And as soon as he got there, he just wanted to see the place because now it's been sold and he just wanted to see it before the new people move in and this thing's off the market officially. And as soon as he walked in, he's like, hey, man, I know you. I follow you on Instagram. Yes. And, I, you know, and out of respect for him, I knew I, when, I, when, I, when I shook his hands and he said his name, I recognized. I'm like, I know that name. I think I follow you too. But that's not a guy that I would have been able to like meet. Like if I was just a lender that was there and then he came and then we got introduced to be like, Oh, here's another lender. You know, this guy, that's a good, that's a good point because you, you got the credibility, right? He's yeah. seen your videos. He follows you. He knows, you know, what you're talking about. And sometimes you're like, he probably could have been like, Oh, I've been meaning to me reach out to you. Right. Something that's what he said. said. Okay. That's what he said, that's, you know, he's like, I want to do this stuff too. You know, like I want to do what you're doing. Your, your stuff yeah. inspired me. And I said, yeah, so that was it, man. That's like music to my ears, man. It's the, this, yeah. We but that's the away. opportunity that this, yes. that's the opportunity yes. that this stuff creates. And people need to understand that. Like, they're like, are you getting any business out of it? What's the ROI? That's not the right question to be asking. It's, yeah. am I getting more well-known and am I reaching more people? And if I'm doing that, the business part, the ROI, the dollars will take care of themselves. It's going to create opportunities for you. It's going to get you in the conversation. It's going to get you in the room. And then it's up to you to make it happen. It's not going to do it for you. This mm -hmm. is a tool to help break action. through some barriers and help you reach people. But you got to, you got to deliver, man. Like I can, you know, it's like, you know, you use a fighting analogy. We can get you trained and get you in the ring. But when you get in there, you're going to have to punch. You got to punch. You have to you put everything together. You have to put, yeah, everything you together. put it together. Take your shot, man. And Just being prepared isn't enough. Getting you. in the room is not enough. Yep. Oh, man. So, yeah. all right. So how can, so how can people find you, right? Like yeah. your website, your social? Yeah, my website's just my full name, Arjun Dingra dot com a r j u n d h i n g r a dot com um you know people can get to know me more on there a little bit that's how my clients you know actually start their process or their journey with me okay. and then social just you know at arjun mortgage is my instagram handle and that's also uh, my facebook page as well as well as linkedin yeah uh you just find me there but yeah, I'm I'm always up for collaborating with people, talking to them about it, and I really like connecting with you know other loan officers just like you, that and people that are in our industry that have been veterans, have been around for a while, and have seen the market go through various cycles, and you know they're 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 just you know we're here to they, stay. I mean, I'm a lifer. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, I'm a lifer. Man. I can't. Yeah. You know, I wanted. I became broker to get out of mortgage. Yeah, right. I got deeper. Yeah, <laughs> deeper. We um, how many how many states do you guys lend in? So where do you we like? Land Cali? In, we we land in thirteen, and um, I'm in California, but we're obviously our, our bank is corporately based out of Las Vegas. And then Neil, who's our branch manager, runs our operations center in Reno. Okay, which is the top, which is the top performing branch, which I'm tied to. It's the top performing branch in the whole country. Good out of all, out of the For entire sure. uh, out of the entire uh, national platform. So. That's, that's, uh, that's where we land. And, you know, we're in a big recruiting phase now and we're not trying to recruit in the customary way. Like everyone right now that's in your, my space is getting inundated with here's a signing bonus and we have better technology. Wow. We have better rates. I don't care about that. Like, I'm not going to offer you that. <laughs> what I'm telling people, there's no Neither. signing bonus. Well, I'm, what I'm telling people with recruiting is the thing that's 
holding you back isn't the pricing or the greener grass that you see with that other company because you'll go there and you'll find a new set of problems and then you are going to want to switch again. And you know, it's, it's their like, fault. Yeah, exactly. It'll always be their fault, right? And there's greener grass everywhere and you're going to find that. I'm not saying our company has everything perfectly laid out, but what I will tell you that our company has that you will not have anywhere else is the ability to be coached up and create a brand, which is going to outlast all that other shit. You could have the greatest rates in the world. That's not going to matter when rates go up. You could have the greatest technology in the world. Everyone's got technology. Everyone's got rates. Everyone's got the ability to do a mortgage. That's it at the end of the day. Some can do it a little differently, but by and large, across the plane, it's all the same. But few places actually know how to create a brand for their their mortgage advisors, help them forge one and stand out. And that's going to outlast all of this disruption from fintech. Fintech's going to eat everyone's lunch at some point. It's already happening. If you listen, you'll hear that mouth chewing and it's eating your lunch. And if you don't do something about it, you're not going to have any staying power. And the only way you're going to have staying power is by having an impenetrable brand. And that's something that we can help with. That's something that I'm already doing. I can empower other people to do it with no handcuffs. You can say what you want, of course, within reason. Yes. You can do what you want. You can create this real personal brand. yourself. No restrictions. You can be yourself. And I'm not going to force you to promote the company. I want you to promote you, which is what I do. If you look at any of my content, I rarely talk about, even though I'm very proud of the company that I'm associated with, I don't lead with that. I lead with me because that's who people want to do business with, not the company itself. It's me. I'm powered by a great company, but you got to deal with me. And that's what I want to help loan officers do. So I'm, you know, we're doing, we're doing a big national campaign and a push for that, but uh, yeah, man, that's, that's been it. And I, I really appreciate you having me on brother. Cause I'm a big fan of you. I love you say that you're not good on video. I think you're great on video because I like your stuff makes me laugh. It makes me watch it every time. Thanks. It's simple. It's to the point. You don't Thank try you. and be too fancy with it, which is what I like about you, man. You're just like, look, I'm gonna just get, get right to it. Steak and potatoes. Just gonna here. Fucking do the TikTok and move on. Move on, yeah. It's so hard. I appreciate that, bro. Thank you very much. I mean, yeah, a lot no, because- I love it. Your stuff is good and it's funny, and I want you to keep doing it because honestly, you don't, you may not believe this. It inspires me because I see that you simplify things, and I really like that. You know, because sometimes we get in our own heads that we got to complicate. Yeah, dude. I, you keep it simple, man. You remind me. You remind me all the time when I'm shooting stuff. I'm like, no, keep it simple, man. Like Thomas, so you know, I thank bro. you for that, man, and I think you, I think you put out a lot of good a lot of good energy and vibe into the industry and space. This podcast is obviously a big empowering platform for others. I mean, yeah. it's not about you. It's about the other people you bring yeah, on. And I know that's your dude. mentality. I want, and, I want to be like-minded people. You want to surround yourself with people yeah. and now we can do it digitally. And like, it's, it's cool, man. I I'm super grateful for the things you said too. Like, and you guys inspire me. Your brother inspired me. I, I we're going to, we're going to keep connected. I know that we're going to do something. We're going to do something. Man. I know it. I can smell it.